Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray that this message inspires hope, help, and healing in your life. And as always, welcome home. God didn't design you to cry. Now you can cry. You understand what I'm saying? I'm not... But you know what I'm saying? I want to go run away from everything. Oh, I'm going to go run away. Go run away. You ain't running away from nothing. Run to the battle. Tell it, you don't know who you picked on. You should have shut up. You should have went down the block. You got the wrong person here. I got the, I would sit there, just tell them about the blood of Jesus. I got, the blood of Jesus covers me. The blood of Jesus covers me. The blood of Jesus covers my family. The blood of Jesus covers my kids. The blood of Jesus covers my business. Blood, blood, blood. The blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, never sing to him. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. It washes white as snow. Get in there, keep saying, sing all day long, put it on repeat. Just keep saying, he hates you, go crazy. He'll leave your house, I'll tell you that right now. Problem with you is you arguing up in there and screaming up in there and acting a clown up in there and the kid, no, oh, the blood. Walk in that living room tomorrow morning when everything goes off the wall or your head's in left field and go, oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the blood of Jesus. I know I don't sing it. Oh, the blood of Jesus it washes white as snow Woo, go in there and the devil was like now your head's all clear Woo, I'm clear I feel better but I used to go in there, I, I, I used, let's get, take the offer I'll tell you what I used to do I used to go into prison and they wouldn't sing for me oh my god they left it hanging come on let's do this I'll do it while they're picking up the offer hold your sheet in your hand say this out loud the blessing of God is upon my life. The blessing of God was given to me through Jesus' sacrifice. I receive it. I believe it. And I'm not going to live without it. I empower and I invoke and I command the blessing of God upon my seed. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord, they're going to do the bucket. But I went, into, I went into, I was my first gig, the women's prison. You know that? Yeah, now they go there. And I was like, oh, great. And they wouldn't sing for me. The first couple of times, they'd try you out. I was like, my God in heaven, will you sing? And then you knew someone could sing. I had to sing like angels, some of them girls. And I went, girl, they're like, we, we don't sing. I was like, well, I'm going to sing. We're going to worship God. So we figure out whether you sing it or I'm singing, but we sing it. They tried to try me out, you know, like they were going to give me a hard time. I said, like, well, bump it. I'm going I'm to push you to sing. They wouldn't sing. So I was like, all right. So I didn't know what to do. So I did like Benny Hinn, you know. I went up there. I didn't know what to do. I've been to one of them. I've been. I've seen the crusade. You know, he lifts his hands out, and they easy songs. And whether you like Benny or not, don't get into all that. God bless Benny. Well, you're in, you lift your hands to heaven, and I'll be like, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, because I could do that. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Yeah, I get one girl on the corner. I'm like, oh, great. Just me and this one girl. And it was worse. Hallelujah. 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 I'm like, lift them saints. Lord, I need you. Lord, I need you. I get the whole room singing. Right? Okay, what? Well, no, serious, right? 
And then all of a sudden, I start getting this thing. Lord, we love you. Lord, we need you. Lord, we dish you. Lord, everything I can think of. Lord, I got to have you because I can't sing good. Yeah, we sang it all. And I'm not kidding you all of a sudden. I'm not kidding you all of a sudden. Once they started falling out. No, I ain't kidding. They're falling out, banging into tears and stuff. So they come running in there, and they think they're having a seizure. Oh, this happens all the time. They're having a seizure. I said, they're having a seizure. All three of them are having a seizure at the same time. We wake up. Come on, man. I said, that's the power of God. They thought they were having seizures. I said, they ain't having seizures. I said, God's here. Yeah. I said, my God in heaven, if this jacked up voice of mine, can, now listen, if this jacked up voice of mine can get the presence of God to come in the worship series, my God in heaven, you can change the atmosphere of your house any given moment. They didn't even want to participate, Don. They give me a heart. I'm not going to sing. You can tell they didn't look at it. Then they started singing. Oh, my God. I made this one girl sing his eyes on a sparrow every week for months. She sang, she sang it better than anybody heard in my life. You know that guy that used to sing for Billy Graham? What's that guy's name? The singer guy, you know what I mean? He sang it. He could sing it. That guy, she sang it better. I never seen anybody sing better than that girl. She get her, his eyes on the spouse. I was like, oh my God, the goosebumps. I was like, you had that in you all the while, and you made me sing them Benny Hinn songs. I couldn't sing like nothing. You used to make me sit there, and they bring your jukebox. I used to bring a tape cassette. It was miserable. Because I, I, you heard me. You didn't hear them. Dang. Oh, God, it's brutal. And all the while, you could sing like that. I said, you're going to go to timeout when you get to heaven, having a voice like that, and make me sing. So what am I saying? You change your atmosphere with your singing, even if it's ugly. Praise the Lord. Don't got to be cute. God sees your heart. So you got to change your atmosphere. That's 10 sermons in one. We didn't even get out of the offering. Come on. Ready? So here we go. Jesus, Jesus was the master teacher. Look at John 3, 2. You ready for this? Now listen to me. Everybody say, I'm going to have to go through some tests. Come on. You have to go through some trials. That's three people. Amen. How many of you know you're going to go through some testing? How many of you going to go through some trials? How many of you know you're going to go through some stuff? But how many of you know you're going through? You know that? Look at John 3 and 2. Look what it says in here. You can put it in a passion, whatever we got. The same came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher from come from God, for no man can do these miracles except you. You want to know what thought I had? The catalyst of my thought came from this. I thought about this. I seen this, and it hit me upside my head. I want you to pull this in. Ready? Write this down. This really blessed me. I started thinking about the ste- I started thinking about the teacher. And Jesus being the master teacher that he is, and I seen this and it, and it hit me. The student has nothing to teach the master, but the level of his gratitude. Write it down. The student has nothing to teach the master, but the level of his gratitude. Man, when I heard that point, it hit me. I said, Jesus is the master teacher. And in every phase of life, the only thing I could teach him, because I'm not, you're not, you're not, you're not there to teach. That's what some of you got to realize too. Some of you are in this mentorship program. Your job is not to teach your mentor anything. That's the problem with the church. The church doesn't understand the, the, the protocol. It's not your job to teach your mentor anything. It's your the only thing you teach your mentor is the mentor is the level of your gratitude. That's it. Now, some people say, well, that's kind of one-sided. It is one-sided. That it's understandable in certain scenarios. But we don't need to get into that right now. But I start thinking about God, because Jesus is the master teacher, and the only thing he wants to see out of you, and the only thing you can give him, is the level of your gratitude. And it hit me, because I seen it. My job in life, no matter what season I'm in, is to stay grateful. 
And the hardest thing to do when I'm going through these pressure points is to stay grateful to the God I was grateful to three weeks ago, but now I'm in the middle of a problem and my gratitude's out the window. And this is the test of it because faithfulness is found in this place. So today I want you to just look at that angle because I think it's very important because your fruit is going to get tested. Does that make sense? Let me explain this. Your fruit is going to get tested because your love is going to get tested. Your faith's going to get tested. All the fruit of the Spirit's going to get tested in your life. Because here's the thing, it has to grow and mature. And the only way to get you and me to grow and mature is to go through the fruit test. Okay? I'll go slow because this is kind of like weighty. Here's what I'm saying. It's like this. Well, how in the world do we know we could trust your love walk if we don't see you go through something? Now, let me show you something. You want to see this? Can you go to John 15.1? I didn't use this. You can put it in King James. Go to King James and put John 15.1, please. I didn't use this this morning, but I want you to see this. Because, see, this is all about trust. This is it. Now, the question is not, can we trust God? That's obvious. God wants to know, can he trust you? Is this good? You want me to go slow? Am I too fast? John 15.1. Ready? Let's just put it up there and we'll see it. Now, I want you to get this now, because Jesus said, abide in me. My words abide in you. I'm going to show it to you now, but just stay with me. You got to understand this. You're going to go through some of this stuff. Now, let me explain something here, okay? We understand this. Tests are going to come from God for promotion, not for defeat. God has never put you in a test with a failure on the other side. God's test is not to see you pass or fail. God's test is grow and mature. Got it? Okay? The enemy comes with temptation to try to get you to fail. Because he's been accusing you all the days of your life. That's what he does. Now, why, why I think you're privy to hear those accusations is because of the fall of man. Because the enemy got access through suggestion into the arena of your mind because man fell. You can get that space back with discipline and obedience by renewing your mind. You understand that? And the number one way to renew your mind is change your mouth. Now, somebody's going to say, how in the world is renewing my mind got to do with changing my mouth? Because the enemy knows that if he can get you to say things that you should not say, he'll keep bringing things to your mind you shouldn't hear. I'm saying that? So you got to learn how to discipline your mouth. That's the biggest problem. People talk one way, talk one way, talk another. We can go there in a minute. Let's look at this, and then we'll go to then we'll go to James chapter three and let them see it because I used it in the morning. I think it'd be helpful. See, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Right? Keep going. We're gonna go like right six, seven. We'll just keep going. Verse two. Thank you. Every branch of me that bear it not fruit, he takes it away. So God's about you bearing fruit, not being comfortable. You understand it? You understand it? Is that cool? Did you pull that in? God wants you to bear fruit and not be comfortable. Did you get it? Okay, good. He said, if you don't bear no fruit, I'm cutting you off. Now, you understand that. That sounds like, oh, my God, but you can get it. That it may bring forth more fruit. So if you're getting pruned, what are you doing? You're bearing more fruit. See it? So every branch of me that doesn't bear fruit, he cuts it. Why does he cut it? He purges it. Why does he purge it? You ever see trees when they cut trees? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> he cut my tree. It looks great. But, right, what does it do? You prune it right, it grows back better. You don't prune it right, whatever, you mess it all up. I don't understand none of that stuff. So, you know what I mean? I don't even try. But when you cut it, see? Now, look, keep going. Watch this. Look at verse 3. We're going to go all the way. Now, every, now, you're clean. Now, this is easy. 
You're clean through the word. So that, that makes sense. Isn't that cool? The word of God gives you strength to be an overcomer. Right? We're well, clean through the word which I spoke unto you. Look at verse 4. Watch. This is going to be good. Abide in me. Now, this is God. Abide in me and I in you. As a brand, you can't bear no fruit without me. Except that abide in the vine, no more can you except you abide in me. Look at verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. So he said, when you connect to God, you're bearing fruit. The minute you disconnect from God, you fruit's up. You can't do nothing without me. See the next verse. Now watch this next verse. It'll clear it all up. If a man abide not in me, he's cast forth as a branch and withered away, and men gathered him up and thrown into fire and burned. Now obviously we're not going to be thrown in fire and burned, thank God. Right? Now watch right here. Now seven clears the whole thing and we're done. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will and it shall be done in you. Now stop. I need you to meditate and translate this thing. Ready? Stop. Write your scriptures if you write it, but then look at me. Okay? Okay? Because this is how you catch it. it you'll, you'll see it because I got a revelation of it and I can give it to you, but you got to pay attention. And I know you're doing really good. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you. So this we say, well, I'm in God. Nah, that don't fly. What flies is, let me see the word in you when the pressure shows up. Then I'll tell you whether you're binding me or not. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. So God goes, it's not about whether we can trust God. God goes, let me see if I can trust you. How much word are you abiding in even when the pressure shows up? Where's the word in your life when the drama shows up? Where's the word in your life when the trouble shows up? Where's the word when you get a test and try? Where's the word of God? What's coming out of you when we squeeze you when this pressure's on? Come on, you know what I'm saying? Yes. See what I'm saying? So he said, this is how we know. It ain't about God, can we trust you? It's about God, can you trust me? Can you abide in me even when it's not comfortable? Can you be grateful? And that's what I see. Gratefulness and gratitude will speed up the test because it ain't going to move you. I don't care what's in front of me. Praise be to God, I ain't changing my confession. Glory to God, it ain't changing the way I speak. I ain't counting all joy for the drama. I'm counting all joy. I got the victory. You see what I'm saying? It's a mentality of overcoming because you learn, like, wait, I got these ideas in my head. Are you crazy enough to think the ideas in your head are yours? What are you, nuts? Oh, the ideas in my head are me. No, the only thing that's you is the word of God. Everything else is a lie. True, that's where identification comes in. That's the problem with the church. They don't identify with the word of God. They identify with their feelings. Okay, here we go. You are not your feelings. You are not your thoughts. You are not your ideas. You are not your suggestions. If you're a Christian, you are th- you're, you're, your only thing is the word. And anything outside the word of God is not really you. It's not in your lineage. It's not in your DNA. And it's not identifiable with you. So who do you identify with, Adam or Jesus? Fallen man or risen man? And if you identify with Jesus, then guess what? You are the body of Christ, and then guess what? In Christ is only Christ's word. So if you hear lack, that ain't you. Sorry, can't land here. Why? It ain't me. You hear sick, can't land here. You hear this, can't land here. You can't, you can't, you can't, I don't know this, can't land here. Why? Because I'm not me. Some, some of these people are crazy. They want to stay in who they were. I don't want to stay in me. I'm in him. Ain't nothing in it. You, you understand this? There's only, can I show you something here? Because you guys are smart. You pulled this out of me. There's only Jesus and Adam. That's it in the whole earth. 
There are two races of beings. That's it. You're either in Christ and you're going to heaven or you're in Adam and you're going to die and go to hell. Get out of Adam and get in Christ. Once you get in Christ, there ain't no, there ain't no crazy in Christ. Come on, listen to me. I'm being serious. There ain't no, there ain't no not understanding in Christ. There ain't, no, there ain't no whacked out. The whole earth's whacked out. They're a bunch of nitwits. And you guys are like, what's the matter with them? They got devils. How in the world are you going to explain the devil? Oh, praise be the Lord. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? Is? Are you getting what I'm saying? Well, you know, we look at it, we're watching the news. Okay. And we and we looking at stuff and we don't understand it. It's real simple. Anti-Christ. Simple. Real easy. Simple. Real simple. I go, Christ said this, and whatever everybody else says outside of what Christ said is wrong. Now you don't go screwing around yelling at everybody like that roughness. You're like, rah! No, I'm here. Hear me. Because some of you get your edge here and you get in trouble. You get messed up in your head with this. Because now you're starting to fight devils with human stuff. You need to hear this stuff. If I don't do it for you, you're going to get mad. Calm down and stop. Grow up. Because you want to go fight. Oh, let's go out there and roll up our sleeves and start punching this stuff. You're losing the battle before you start and you're losing your position. I'm helping you here today. I'm a little rough with it, but it's not rough. You understand what I'm saying? I got to help you. You're fighting the devil. You think you're going to go and fight the devil, roll up your sleeves and start punching him in the middle of the thing? It ain't going to work. You got you to gotta get the word of God and apply it right. Don't go getting in your head with this stuff. Got to go in there with the word of God and be sensible. It is written. This is what the Bible says. You understand this? Are you pulling this in? Why do they think like this? They got it, they're antichrist. Now you got to love people, help some people, but people that want to argue with you, you ain't going to help them. They're done. They ain't going to hear. They can't hear. They don't want to hear. So this thing, don't go get in arguments about the truth with people that don't want to hear. But just know, but here's the thing, know what Jesus said and don't come out of what Jesus said. Don't go get in this stuff. You're, this is what the Bible says and it's, everything outside is antichrist. Don't go there. I'm telling you guys, listen to me, it's just going to make it harder for you. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done to you. Don't go getting this thing in your head and getting these arguments with this stuff. Abide in this word. Don't come out of this word. Don't leave this word. Don't leave this position of the word. Well, you know what? They say this. You say that. You're going you're to get in a mess. I know it seems like, man, I'm pulling this in, but I'm helping somebody. Come in, and he's like, well, what's wrong with these people? They're blind. So you're like trying to go there. Why can't you see? You're blind to this stuff. You don't want to see it. And it gets lawless, and it gets crazy, and it's been forever. So stop getting mad about it. It's been going on. Now here's the thing. You think it's going to get better? It's not going to get better. So what do you got to do? You need to abide in my word. Amen? And, when, and listen, you know what? And when you didn't abide in the word, repent. God, I, do, I repent. You know what? I didn't really abide in the word. I made a mistake, okay? I'll get, get right back in it and stay in it and don't let go of it. Don't let them pull you out of the light. Because once you get in the arena of natural, you're going to lose. Stay in the faith and don't come out. All right, so did you pull that in? You feel better now? Did you get it out? Stay in faith. Okay, now watch this, right? So I'm gonna. So Jesus was the master teacher. You're gonna come in this thing, and you're gonna pass the thing. Here's me. Your faith must stand trial. Write that down. 
Your faith is going to have to stand trial. Now, let me show you why that's going to be. Because you have an opposition in the earth no matter what. So your faith is going to have to stand trial. If you don't think your faith is going to have to stand trial, you're in trouble. Because everybody's got to go to the courtroom of this thing where your faith is going to stand trial. Because this is what he said. He said, now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. What do you mean? Now faith, now faith, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of the unseen. What do you do on trial? You got to show up with the unseen material of faith. You got to produce evidence. If you don't have evidence, come on, right? I was kidding in the morning. I was like, evidence, evidence. Dr. Price, God bless him. He's in heaven, right? But what do you teach us? Where's your evidence? If you go to trial and you don't have no evidence, what do you do? Come on, lawyer. What do you do? They throw your case out. You got, ah, ah, he did it. Where's proof? I just said he did. You ever watch this stupid show with these nitwits on there, whatever it is? TV thing, they go in there, well, Mr. Sherwood, what happened? Well, here's the plaintiff. Well, he was in my apartment, and he broke the wall. Okay, you got pictures? No. You got a contract? No. You got any checks? No. Well, I'm sorry, you're going to fix your own wall. You have no evidence. The judge don't go to the house and look at the wall. The judge doesn't go. He looks at evidence to see whether or not you're presumed innocent or guilty. Are you here? So where's your evidence? Because your faith is going to have to pass a test. Now, let me show you right here now. I don't think heaven's going, Pastor Phil, Pastor Phil, Pastor Phil. But the enemy's accusing you of what? To have stuff that he doesn't think you're supposed to have. So he challenges you in the arena of faith and goes, hey, you don't deserve that. He tries to challenge your identity of what God made you to be and say, that's not yours. And you're going to stand there with faith and go, oh, yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is, because I got the paperwork that says that's my promise. Here's my proof. Here's my evidence. Here's my title deed. Here's my ability to say yes, and I'm here to plead my case that it's mine. Now, let me explain something to you. Well, people get mad. Well, why does my faith have to get tested? Because we don't know if we can trust you. Well, what do you mean you don't know if we can trust you? Well, here's the thing. If your faith can't be tested, how do we know your faith can be trusted? Oh, yeah, watch this. I'll show you. Remember? Oh, yay. I, I walk in love. Ooh. You know how some of you are? Yeah. Ooh, I'm a love one. Ooh, I walk in love. Yeah, I love all you people that pump love. Oh, I love you. I love you guys. You love, I love you and the grace people hand in hand. The grace people and the love people, these all belong in the same bunch. Now, don't write me a letter because I don't read any of that stuff. And, and I don't, uh, oh, it's all about love. Oh, it's all about love. Until they got to walk in love. Everything's love. It's a, it's a love gospel. We're having a love fest. It's all about love. Love, 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 love. It's all about love. And then all of a sudden, the Antichrist moves in next door. You start working with the Antichrist. You start, you start, you start, you start having holidays with the Antichrist. And now all of a sudden, it, it loves out the window. Now I know it's grace and I know it's love and don't write letters. But you know, everything's grace. Well, then why don't you start showing other people grace, the grace you've been pumping? Come on, you grace pushers. Where you at? I know I got a couple of you in here. Come on. You're a grace pusher. And I know, I know some of you are grace pushers, you know, because I know your little favorite little preacher, he's a grace pusher. 
What do you do? I, I'm a, we got love pushers in the body? Yeah, I'm a faith pusher, right? But guess what I mean? I'm pushing it because that's where I'm at. But here's, I don't have a problem with love, and I don't have a problem with grace, and I don't have a problem with faith. But you know what I mean? When you pump that grace push, guess what? Now you got to go, well, I praise God. I now, you know, sudden, you got to go give extra merit to that message you've been preaching. Come on, you know what I'm saying? How about those love pushers, right? Woo! Now guess what? You're gonna see these fruits are gonna get tested. And the more the more you stay stuck on subjects that you like, guess what? That's the subject you're gonna get tested at the most. <laughs> Ain't nobody wanna hear me today. I should just go home right now. God knows I done flipped everybody out. I got a little bit there. Come on, you with me? It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. Well, pray, I thought I I thought I had. Well, okay, you got you got love? Your love test is coming. We're going to squeeze the fruit of love and see what comes out of you. They're coming. Oh, okay. You don't like them? Uh, love, joy, peace. Where, hey, I got, any, I got any peace people? I'm a peace. Well, brother, you just want to have peace. Let's just keep the peace. Praise be to God with the peace. Peace. Well, you better get ready. Here comes the storm. Storms are coming. But I don't like storms. Well, how are we going to know if that peace you got as a fruit is developed at all? Love, joy, peace. Oh, here's a good one. Long suffering. Yay. And patience. They're like the power twins from God knows where. How do you think you develop patience? Well, Let's go to James. Oh, okay. Uh, well, count it all joy when you fall in the various tests and trials and temptations. Why is that? Because you know that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Oh, this is a great fruit. This is developed in trials. And when your faith has been perfected, now patience has its perfect work. You being complete. Who wants patience? Nobody. But how do you get the fruit of patience? You got to test your faith. And make sure you don't move. Are you, are you guys with me? I, I don't know about you. I hate all these fruits. I can't stand any of them. I don't want to develop them. I don't even want them. I don't even want to go to the grocery store and look and see if there's a fruit called faith. I just want to see apples and oranges and watermelon and go and say, fruit of the spirit, I'm out of here. I quit. I'm not going to the store no more. Are you pulling this in? Where do you think this stuff's going to get tested? I told you this week. All right, this week was great. God bless you guys. Thank you for all the birthday. It was awesome, right? But I had to do some stuff. It wasn't easy. You know, I had to do this thing, the dog and the whole deal. Some of you know what I'm talking about, right? It was, it was lame, lame. And I walk in, and I want to get this over with, okay? I want to do what I got to do. I know it's, it happens to everybody. You all know what I'm talking about, right? You got to do the dog thing. You know, it's time for him to go see Jesus. All right, so I walk in, and I'm going, this is bad enough. I don't want to be here, right? But it gets funny, so just hang on. So I walk in, and I'm doing my thing, and guess who's there today? Everybody and the guy from Mars. No, it gets worse. The guy from Mars is the actual guy that's standing there going, I'm not getting a chip in me. And I'm going, I think they're talking about the dog, bro, not you. But he was adamant that he wasn't getting chipped, the dog wasn't getting chipped, nobody's getting chipped today. And I'm going, he's really here right now while this is happening. No, it's, it's cool. It's, it's funny. It's funny, right? So I'm going, I'm going, this is amazing. Of all days, I guarantee you this has never happened before. 
But the day I show up at maybe a spot where I'm a little weak in my fruit of any spirit, <laughs> he's here today. The day I'm ready to fail every test I got in the spiritual fruit test. So isn't this a quinky dink? It's happening right before me. And now it's getting better because nobody can control man from Mars because he's gone. I'm not getting chipped. Dog's not getting chipped. I'm not doing this. I'm not. While he's going postal and security's real close to coming into the event, I'm going, three things are going to happen. One, you're going to leave. Two, I'm going to help you leave. Three, it's going to get bad. So I'm going, you got to be kidding me. And all of a sudden, in the archives of the back of my mind, from my own preaching CDs coming back at me, coming at me in a stereo surround sound in both my ears. Ban-am, ban, ban, ban. This is only a test. I'm going, God, leave me alone and be quiet. I don't want to hear my sermon. I don't want to hear your mouth. I want to knock that guy out and I want to get out of here now. How much longer do I? Ban, 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 ban. This is only a test. And I'm going, man, you know what? I understood the 40 days in the wilderness and you're hungry and you're here and now here comes the bread loaf. This joker doesn't come when you're emotionally together. This joker doesn't come when you're dialed in. This joker shows up when you're a little weak and says, hey, let's see if you really got that litmus test of fruit working. And I'm going, God, I'm really going to hurt somebody today. This is not going to be good. And I know how to repent and get out of it. So I'm a dangerous man. So I go, you better intervene or do something. And I'm going, but I'm not going to lose my reward because right now, even though this is not enjoyable, I'm going to pass the test. And I sat there and I smiled and I said, Lord, I know you're going to. And next thing you know, everybody was smiling. It was all right and everything worked. But here's what I'm saying. You think the enemy's going to come when you're on your day on the up? And he's going to try to come on your day when you're down. And he's going to really work that fruit when you're challenged the most. And you're emotional the most. And you're not thinking the most clear. Well, he's bringing it. Well, here's the thing. The love of God's going to constrain you because if you've been working on that love fruit, you can transform your life. Did you get this? Now, look at this. You ready for this one? You doing good today? You getting something out of this? Now, go over here. Go here. I want you to look at this. I want you to look at this. Oh, yeah. Go over here, Luke 18. You understand this one? Now watch this, because this is big. Because you're going to fan, you're gonna have to stand the test of trial. No one's going to escape. Look, look, write this down. Nobody's going to escape the courtroom of accusation. No one. No one is going to escape the courtroom of accusation. Did you pull that in? You get that? Nobody. You're all going to have to face the courtroom accusation because the enemy's coming. Now, you're not scared of him, but he's going to come. He's going to test you out. Oh, you really believe this stuff? He tested Jesus out. You don't think he's going to test you out? Oh, you really believe this stuff? You know what I'm saying? You really believe what you believe? You really believe this stuff? Well, here he comes. Why? Challenging your identity, challenging your belief. Oh, you really, yeah, okay, you're right. You really believe this stuff. And then next thing you know, you're getting challenged in arenas. You don't want to get challenged in, but you're getting challenged anyway. Ain't that, he's goofy, ain't he? Try to come get you, but you got it. You one leg up. You got this guy. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to say, so look what happens because you got to understand something. Now, here's what you got to understand. I got to know, where's this stuff coming from? Is God testing my fruit or is the enemy bringing accusation? That's why you got to be led by the Lord. Because sometimes what happens is people stay in these seasons too long because they don't know where it's coming from. You got to understand the operation. Like, how about this one? 
Somebody might show up in your life, and you know right there, man, this is going to be my fruit test. Right? This, this is going to be a fruit test, and I don't know how long this fruit's going to take till it leaves. Now, I'm going to show you how you, right? You've been there? Now you're just like, oh, great. Now, you know what I'm saying? Here comes the patient test. Here, I remember when I first got saved, my God, God put patience tests in front of me, and I was thinking like, oh, my God, this is going to be my patience test. I know this is coming. But God wants to get you slow, your processor down. God wants to get, you see what I'm saying? So everything's done. But now the enemy might bring some stuff, and you say, hey, that ain't God. And the stuff that ain't God, you got to stand a different way and face, because here's the thing, that might be just a test where you gotta, you got you to pass this thing another way. But I started thinking about that. I love that thought. I said, wait a minute, I said, my job is not to teach God anything or show God anything but my level of gratitude. So where's my gratitude in all this? Usually out the window by day one. Because I'm not happy in a minute. That's why I say count it all joy when you fall in this stuff. Because when you're in this day, you got to keep your joy level right because joy is showing you the way out, not the way to stay there. Joy shows you the way out. You see it? Joy shows you the way out. See, if I'm not focused on the joy side of it, I'm just focused on the problem. Yeah, and now you're like, you ain't got no answers to nothing. So all you do is stuck in the thing. You can't see the way out. You're going to be like, praise the Lord. What are you praising God about? I'm getting the way out. Now, I don't know how. I don't know how and I don't know when, but I know I'm not staying here forever. Come on, right? Ain't that good? Ain't that good? You're like, I'm praising God. People think you're crazy. Like, praise, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord for what? <laughs> you ever praise God at the worst opportune time and people look at you like you're nuts? Praise God. Like, praise God, shut your mouth with the God stuff right now. We're in a problem. <laughs> I'm funny today. I'm flipping everybody out. I told you, though, I don't really care. Come on, come on. Come on. So like, you know what I mean? Like, praise God. You're like, praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> it works. <laughs> you be praising God and people looking at you like, my God, don't you know what kind of problems we got? What are you doing that for? They want to go sleep on me today. Come on. Come on. You pull, you hear what I said? You like, praise God. Everybody looks at you like, don't you know what kind of problems we got? How in the world can you be praising God? Well, that's the way we're going to get out of this mess. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see what I'm saying? I know it's going to have to work a little bit today with you, but you know what I'm saying? Glory to God. You go into the doctor's office, you say, well, praise God. You know what? We've looked at everything, and you're pretty much going to die. Well, glory to God. Glory. You know what I'm saying? Doctor comes out and say, got a long list. He says, we got you have stuff we don't even know what you got. You're pretty much, you're, I, don't even know, well, I don't even know how you're walking right now. Well, glory to hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. They're going to think you're crazy because you're not. See, the Bible says call those things that be not as though they were. Call those things that be not as though they were. Call those things that be. Don't call it like it is. Call it like you want it to be. You see, I'm not living in the natural realm. Uh, well, you know what? Praise God. We looked at this thing, and we've seen your bank account, and you're pretty much going to be broke for the next 40 years. Well, glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> glory, hallelujah for broke? No, 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 no. Glory for hallelujah because I'm going to call money that you can't see to come in. I'm going to call healing that you don't have right now to come in. I'm going to call stuff to come in you can't see. I'm going to call stuff to come in you don't understand. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, see, this is what I'm saying. If Jesus called those things that be not as though they were, and Jesus spoke things into existence, and Jesus only saw what he said, what in the world, in the world are you supposed to live like? I don't know, what, what come on. Well, you know, I'm going to call it like I see it. No, I'm going to call it the way I want it to be. Oh, man. 
Are you here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is a ch- we need this checkup, though. I do it, too. I got to go back to my own sermons in my head. Walk away. My God, what are we going to do? Like, d- wake up, preacher. <laughs> Silly thing, you. Hey, wake up. Hit the, hit the rewind button. Go find one of them sermons you preach somewhere. They're in there. Yeah, they're there. Oh, yeah, that's what I got to do. I got to call those things to be down as they were. Are you seeing this? Look, we all do it. We get natural-minded first, and we have to choose to be spiritual-minded later. Because by default, you slip back to your natural mind. You know what I'm saying? And now, now you're like, you're like you, ever, you ever act like a natural person and you figure out you're a spiritual one? Like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Oh my God, what am I going to do? Hey, wait a minute, I got God. Hey, wait, I got God. I got God. He's living in me. I can get God to show up. Hey, wait a minute, hold on, I'm here. I brought God with me. He lives in me. Come on. You know what I'm saying? It's funny, but it's true, ain't it? She was saying, don't worry about it. What you got to do? You just do what God told you to do. Come on, look at this. Look at this, Luke 18 1. Because you got to understand, I got to teach you this. And, you know, Easter's coming around the corner. This is real good stuff. This is what you got to do. You all right? And he spake a parable unto them. And he said, that men ought to pray and not faint. So pray, pray and don't faint. You understand that? And I, this ain't about persistence. This ain't about 90 hours of persistence. You good? Saying there was in, 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 in there was a, in the in the city, except say, saying there was in the city a judge. See the judge? Judge didn't fear God. Neither regarded man. See that? Saying, you see that? Right, you want to go back to verse two? Just go back to verse two. Go so we're good. We got time. We're gonna go for five. And you want to play? You can play. Yeah, that widow. She she went there saying there was. Let pull this in. There was what? There was a city and a judge which feared not God. Neither did he regard him. He didn't care about nobody. <laughs> he don't care about him, God, her, anything. He don't care no no fear about nobody. Neither regarded man. Look at verse three. And there was a widow in that city, and she came unto him saying, "Avenge me, my adversary." She came to the judge. She said, avenge me, my adversary. Now, you know, he's, he's teaching parables. He ain't told, she's talking about adversary. Come to the judge. Say, hey, avenge me, my adversary. He said, well, I'll avenge you quickly. Go to verse 4. Verse well, 6, right? The Lord said it. But he would not for a while. The judge said, I ain't doing nothing for you. But he said, after she said to her, after he said to her, man, though, though I fear not God nor regard man, this lady's going to bug me. Look at verse 5. He says, she's going to bug me. Keep going. Yet because this widow troubled me, she ain't going away. Now, we always teach the persistence of it. You know, there's persistence of it. Well, I got news for you. I don't even think it's just persistence. It's the ability to know she had rights. And she knew her rights needed to be what? Legal grounds. Look what he said. I will avenge I, what? I will avenge her because she's going to continually come to wear me out. But watch verse 6. Go. And the Lord said, hear what the unjust judge said. And shall not God avenge his own elect? That's you. Which cried in day and night, though we bear along with them. He said, I'm gonna do it. You can keep going. Watch this, right? And like I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Not slowly, speedily, quick. He's coming quick. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man coming, shall he find faith on the earth. So now watch this. This was a he's talking about the courtroom. He's talking about the courtroom. Now that's why Jesus said, plead the case. He's talking about a courtroom. Now watch this. I want you to see this, right? And I need you to just pull this in, right? It's real quick. It's real easy. Satan is God's greatest enemy. All right? He's an enemy to me, you, everybody. Among all this stuff, he's bringing all this crazy stuff because he's crazy. He just wants to test you out. But here's the thing I need you to see, right? In John 8, sorry, in, in the Luke um, 
18, what you're seeing is this. And I want you, the point of the parable is this, right? We should not stop praying. And interestingly, Jesus uses this legal situation, the divine prayer. He said there's a judge, there's an adversary, the prosecutor, and there's a widow who is petitioning the judge about her case. Our adversary, the devil, opposes our rights and our righteousness to steal from us. But we have a just judge who is looking who is looking for those who will come before him and plead their rights against the adversary. The blood of Jesus Christ is what enforces our rights and gives us access into this courtroom. Therefore, we can stand confidently before the judge of heaven and believe for our prayers to be heard and answered. We also have the advocate of the Holy Spirit. The system's rigged because the judge is our heavenly father. Now, here's what I want you to see. Now, you got to get this and you can go home. All right? Oh, you stay all day. All right. <laughs> So here's the thing. I want you to get this. I want you to show what's happening. Here comes the enemy. Now, the enemy doesn't stop. The Bible says this, the book of Revelations, other places, Job even said, he comes, he, he comes at you like an adversary, accusing you day and night. He doesn't stop. He hates you. Okay? He hates you, and because he hates you, he attacks you, he accuses you. Now, here's what I said to you. I believe because of the fall of man, there's an, there's an interaction that suggestions could come and challenge your mind to who you really are in Christ. Because why do I got to hear them if, if not? So the enemy can come, but just don't speak those things out of your mouth. Remember we talked about it? Just keep them out of your mouth. But here's what I want you to see. So now, here's what happens, okay? So in the Old Testament, I'm going to lay it out for you and you get it. Okay, you got to understand this because it's important. Okay, the Old Testament, they would take the blood of bulls and goats and they would walk into the, they would walk into, they would walk into the mercy seat and they would spill that blood of bulls and goats on this mercy seat to obtain atonement for mankind for each and every year. And it would take away the sins in a covering. That was it. Just do it. That's it. We just cover. Atonement means cover. Doesn't mean take away, it means cover. Right? You gotta do it over and over and over. But Jesus said in the book of Hebrews, he said, I'm going in one, one time for all. And I'm not, and that's it. When I'm doing this blood, it's perfect, this spotless. Once I said it once, it's shed for all. And he says that Jesus went and he shed his perfect blood. This is why it's Merton, right? He went in. He did not, he did make, he did not make atonement. He didn't cover. He annihilated sin once and for all with his blood. He is the forever perpetual, what? Forgiveness for mankind. So, right? So that mercy seat of the Old Testament becomes the New Testament throne of grace. That's why grace is so important. Because that's where that mercy sits. That's where that, that's where that, that's where that blood sits is on that altar. That mercy seat in the Old Testament became the New Testament throne of grace where he said this, when you have a trouble in the time of need, run to the throne of grace in your time of need, make petition to the Lord and he'll show what? He'll answer your prayers. He'll give you mercy and grace. So that mercy seat now, that New Testament throne of grace is ours. Now here's the thing that blows you out if you get it, and you will. So the devil doesn't stop all day long. He's got accusations, all this drama, all this stuff. He's, he's gone. He's coming at your head. He's coming at your stuff. He's trying to challenge you in the arena. He's bringing tests. He's bringing trials. He's bringing mental assignments. He's bringing all this stuff, right? Now, here's what happens. Watch this. You ready for this? Here he goes. Comes with those, right? And now, all of a sudden, he's accusing you all day long. And now, some of you, some of you, we're not looking the best, right? We're missing it, okay? So we're down here in the earth, and we miss it. We do step out. That's why it says when you, when, you, when you step out, and he said, no man doesn't sin. Every time you sin, you step out of, you, all you do is step out of faith. Sinning for the New Testament believer is stepping out of faith. That's it. The only sin you commit is to step out of faith. You walk out of love. The minute you walked out of love, you stepped out of faith. The only sin that the New Testament believer commits is, 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 is a faith one. It's connected to love because faith works by love, but it's a love. It's a, you come out of your love walk, but the easiest way to see it is a faith step. 
It's not just believe or unbelieve. You came out of faith for the word of God. Whenever you come out of faith in the word of God in that arena, you stepped out of love, you stepped out of faith, you stepped into sin. To him that knows do good and do it is not a sin. What's the good to do to word? So every time you step out of, so the Bible says love your brother. You try not to love your brother, you just stepped into sin. Forgive, you don't want to forgive, don't forgive. But guess what, you stepped into sin. Every time you don't do the word of God of faith, you step into sin. Now you could do it because he gave you grace. And this is why grace is so important. Because he gave you the grace to live the life you couldn't live by yourself. Grace is the empowerment factor to use faith that you don't even have. God will give you his faith to do it. But you got to yield to it. You see it? But righteousness laid it all up. So faith just accesses what righteousness already provided. It ain't your faith, it's his faith. You only have faith in his faith. T.L. Osborne changed my life with that. He said, I, he, he said, laying hands on the sick. He said, lay hands on the sick. I, I never understood it. I went to Brazil. It was popping, popping hearing aids out. They were buzzing in my hand. These people, deaf people were hearing. It was amazing. Yeah, I was lit. I said, how in the world is this happening? I pulled this thing out. I was like, bring me this weird noise. I was like, what in the world is this thing screaming about? It was weird. And this person never heard a day in her life. And she hit the ground crying. She was bawling. And she heard. And there's other people getting miracles. I said, how in the world is this happening? And I, I was fed on this thing for all the plane ride there. And I went there, and I, yeah, I did. I pulled it out. I pulled these things out. I grabbed them by their, their, their had those little balls, and you pulled them out, and they couldn't hear. I grabbed it. It was making this weird noise. And I was like, what is this? And I remember this. I never forgot what he said. I played that tape over and over on that plane. He said, I couldn't do that, but I can do the other. I can repeat it back to you. Yeah, like that thing. I pulled it out. Ping. I pulled it out. He said this. He said, he said I couldn't do that. I could do the other. He said, I fasted and I prayed. This is what he said. He said, I fasted and prayed. He said, I nearly died. He said, I fasted and prayed so much. He goes, we fasted and prayed. When we fasted and prayed, we wouldn't drink water, which is bad. You can die. He said, we fasted and prayed so long. He said, I almost died. He said, I, I went, and he goes, I went on the mission field, and I was defeated. I came back, and I cried. He said, I met Jesus in the living room. He said, I wept for hours and hours and hours. I met Jesus. And he, said, and he said this word. He said, it sounded like choir angels were flying around my head. He said, you couldn't do that, but you can do the other. And I seen it. You can't work for this. That's what he was saying. You can't fast long enough to get it. And I caught it. He was saying, have faith in the works of God. Lay hands on the sick wasn't my idea. It was God's idea. I don't have to know that there's power in my hands. I know there's power in God's hands. And when I apply the work what he said to do, it'll work. And I caught it. I never seen it before. I never seen it before. Was lay hands on the sick your idea? Lay hands on the sick is stupid and unnatural. Let me let you in on a secret. Because I'm as straight as can be today. I might as well just let it all rip. Right? right? You know what I'm saying? How stupid is this? You're sick, you're dying. I'm going to take my hand, lay my hand on you, and I'm going to believe in the name. I understand the name, but I'm going to believe that laying on a sick, how about punch them or do something or spit on them or pour a vat of oil on them? Do something more. Then he goes, no, the faith is in my system, not in your ability. Was lay hands on the sick your idea? No, it was his idea. So once I do it, the burden's on him to prove it, not me. It wasn't my idea. So I just lay hands on the sick and go, hey, the road to recovery starts now. That's what he said. Put faith in his system, not faith in your faith. And he flipped it. Johnny, he flipped it. I seen that. I said, that's what he's saying. He said, I couldn't do that to fast, to pray, to get it to work through my work. He said, but I could put faith in that system. That's how Paul did it, he said. That's how Jesus did it. I seen it. I said, he's taught. I got it. I, I caught it. You see what I'm saying? I caught it. And it changed my life. But guess what the, the enemy's telling you? Who do you think you are? You think you're going to go do this? Who are you? What do you think? And I got it. So watch this, right? So now there's this mercy seat. 
So now I'm sitting here, and these angels, right? I told you this before, but you need to hear it again. These angels are freaking out. They're not freaking out because they don't know who God is. They don't know who man is. I'm going to show you. I could be totally wrong, okay? I repent if I'm wrong. I repent if I offend anybody, whatever I did, okay? But I just want you to know, this should not offend you. This should challenge you. Man, I'm right. Because you can feel them. They're shocked at man, not God. They seen God. They hang out with God. Now they they reverence God. But what is man that thou art mindful of him? That you made this man just a little lower than God. Elohim. And the devil hates you. All he does is throw railing accusations against you and never wants you to see your identity of who you really are. Book of Revelation says this, with the sweep of the dragon's tail, 30 angels fell. And God didn't even flinch. Want to go? Go. Want to leave? Leave. I don't really have nothing to say about it. Man slipped in the garden and he sends his son. Adam commits high treason, and God does not just get his attention. He sends his only begotten. sends himself to redeem man for what man lost. And angels are going, what is this thing, man, that you are so mindful of him, that you love him this much, that the blood of the son that you sent is sitting on a basin and poured on an altar, that every time we don't look like the word and the enemy rises up and goes, look at him, look at how he acts, look at what he says, look at what they do, look at how they respond, look at how they don't do your word, look at how they don't obey, look at how they're lawless, look at how they're wild, that blood starts screaming out, he's forgiven, she's forgiven, they're redeemed, they've been set free, they've been washed by the blood of the lamb, they're spotless, they're whole, no accusation can stick. You've been justified because of his blood, not justified because of your actions. That blood rises up in your defense in the courtroom of heaven and goes, they're free, they're redeemed, they're justified, they're sanctified, they're holy, they're above reproach, they're above blame, they're blameless in my sight, they're holy. And the angels are going, holy, holy, holy Lord God Almighty. What is this thing, man, that you made? But the devil's got no other problem but what? Trying to rob your identity because he never wants you to really see who you are. Because the minute you see who you are, you can do what he said you can do. When you go through this test, come on now. When you go through this test, you're going through an identity check. You go through this trial, you're going through an identity test. But I'm going to tell you right now, if it can't be tested, it can't be trusted. Because how many of you thought you could walk in love until you had to walk in love? Come on. How many of you thought you can walk in peace until you had to walk in peace? How many thought you could believe it? Come on, Right? How many of you thought you could do it until the trial showed up? Well, I can do, I can do it. And then the test of life showed up. Come on, you got this thing? You pull this in. You can do it. Now, come on, stand up on your feet. Remember this, right? Now, pull this in. No matter what, now you got to get this. Now, listen to me. No matter what shows up, God's got an answer. Did you pull that in? God's got the answer to this stuff. 
You got to find it, track it through the word, trace it through the word. I don't know what you got to do, but get there, okay? You can do this thing. Now, I need you because there's a day. But what's the first thing that happens? Don't go getting off the rail. Because what's the first thing that happens? With, why is it here? Man, I don't want to go through this. Count it all joy. Remember that 1 Corinthians 10, we read it? He timed it. He tried it. He tested it. He knows if it's in front of you, you can face it. Come on, you got this thing. You feel him? Come on, lift your hands to heaven in here. Now, how many, oh, wait a minute. How many of you missed it? Okay, no, you can leave your hands in here. How many of you missed it? How many of you all like freeze? No hand in there. Come on, how many of you missed it though? You know, ooh, God, I, I was in a test and I blew it. How many really bombed the last test? You, you just bombed, you didn't even read the book. You know what I'm saying? Like, my God, how many bombed some tests? Don't worry about it. How many passed the last test? My God in heaven, I did, hallelujah. Come on, no matter where you're at, if you bombed it, repent about it. Take it over. <laughs> Go see the teacher. Say, teacher, can we take that test over? You know, the kids sometimes, I don't want to mention their name, but, you know, uh, really his name. Come on. Right? I, go, hey, go back and ask your teacher for some mercy. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Amen. How many of you had to do that when you were a kid? I used to do that all the time. You know, grades are getting ready to come out. I was like, can I do some extra work? <laughs> I bombed all them tests. Like, hey, you got a little extra work you can give me to teach? You know, can I go do something? Can I do extracurricular? Extracurricular work, <laughs> right? Come on, man. How many of you bombed some tests? You need some extracurricular. <laughs> Come on, you know what I'm saying? Listen, as you ask God to help you, he's going to help you. Amen? Amen? And I'll pray for a handful of you in today. Somebody needs some prayer, I'll lay hands on you, all right? So somebody help me out with that. Lift your hands up. If you're in here and you say, man, I missed it. I got, I didn't pass some tests, if that's you. And if some of you need prayer, just come down here now. There's a handful of you. Maybe you got to go, maybe you got a bad doctor's report. Maybe you just need, maybe you just need a touch from heaven. If that's you, come on. Just give me a bunch of people that need this today. I don't think there should be like more. If you got to go to, if you got the doctor's report, you're bad, no good, something like that, you need a touch from heaven, just come down here. Or maybe you got something going on, you just need a touch from heaven, just come down here. Maybe you're mentally not where you need to be right now, you need a touch from heaven. The anointing's here to meet your need, I promise you. Just come on down. And you ain't got people got to worry about why you're here. Who cares why you're here? Ain't nobody's business why you're here. But just come up out of your seat and we'll be okay, all right? So, so I got a real good anointing on me, you know what I mean? Because God's good, okay? So now listen to me. Listen to me, okay? Now listen to me. If you're supposed to come down here, just come down here. Why do you believe in laying on the hands? Right there. Because the power of God and the anointing is the anointing. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. It's the anointing. Removes the burdens, destroys the yokes. Removes the burdens, destroys the yokes. There's a real good anointing in here. Sometimes the atmosphere is like, yeah, praise the Lord. Don't worry about it. You just receive. We'll go real slow. You good? Power right now. Jesus' name. Hey, God's good. You know, God's a real good God. See, God's a real good God. And then don't get up out of the altar real quick because God's doing stuff. And don't move if you don't feel like moving. If you feel like moving, you can't. Power right now. Jesus' name. Right there. Touching your body. Right there. Right there. In Jesus' name. There it goes. Right there. Release it right now. Pow. God's touching your mind. Okay. And I'm telling you what. Watch. The power of God's going to move and some of you need to be out. If you want to come down, you come down. If you don't want to come down, you don't have to come down. I just lay hands on you because I know I'm supposed to. Jesus' name. There it is right there. Anointing. Free. Right there in Jesus' name. New, come on, new season. Let's go. New season in Jesus' name. Yeah, thank you. Thank him. Thank him. That's what he needs. Power right there in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Sometimes like, God's so good, ain't he? I love you guys, man, so much. Because you guys know how to do this. You're helping people. 
Because you care about people. You know that you do. You care about people. So cool, ain't it? God's, God's got that call on your life too. You know that, right? Don't forget it. I didn't forget what I told you. Jesus' name. Come lift your hands to heaven. I'm believing. I know. We're going to be all right in Jesus' name. Lord, I just thank you. Every fear, every fret, every worry, every care goes now. Now! In Jesus' name. Lord, right now we speak to every infirmity that maybe tries to come against her. We come against it. In Jesus' name, we release miracle work and power. And through the laying on the hands right now, the road to recovery begins now in Jesus' name. We put faith in the system of God, and it works because it has to work in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you right now for mom God. I think you got even healing power flowing in her body. God, right now, from this moment forward, healing and recovery and restoration starts now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you're supposed to be down here, come down here. I believe there's like three more people. I missed you. Well, I didn't miss you. You didn't come down. But it's okay. If you're here, close your eyes. Nobody looking around. One, two, there's three. I don't know where you are. Who got the, who got the problem with the leg? Who's got a right leg problem? Is it the knee? Who got problems with your right leg knee? Anybody? Come down here now, please. It's right. I felt the right. It's right. Right side. Come on. Is it three years? I wouldn't doubt it wasn't three years. Come on. There's one, two, and three. See, I get in a gift, then I go somewhere. Come take one step up. Praise the Lord, brother. Hallelujah. Here's the power of God. God bless Oh, man, God's going to, yeah, God's, gonna, God's got a plan for your life. Jesus. Healing power right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there in Jesus' name. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Right there. Jesus' name. Hi, how you doing? Okay. How you doing? How's your leg? Okay, we're going to pray for you. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for your life. I thank you God's going to bless you. And I thank you, Lord. Pain has to leave your body now. Jesus' name. God, heal her body, heal her leg. Let her blood flow freely. Let the anointing God make up for the difference. In Jesus' name, amen. Whoop, okay. Praise the Lord. You know, it gets weighty in here. See, that's funny, right? Say right knee, said three people. God's good. He loves people. See, I'm, 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 I'm human. I'm fallible. I, I'm messed up. I need, I need prayer. <laughs> I need to repent. I need life. I need, I, I, if you think I got it all together, you're out of your mind. That's why God can use you. And I tell you, I think God uses you even more when you realize you don't have it all together. Because he's like, man, you don't, you know why? You know why God told me about this stuff? He said, you won't take none of the credit because you know you ain't that smart. You understand that? God tell you go write a book. You can't even know where the commas go. I don't even know where they go. You understand what I'm saying? Because you you're smart enough not to take the credit. That's, what, that's the truth of the Lord. You see what I'm saying? So let the gift do the work. Does that make sense? So I don't know, but Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Heal her knee. You see what I'm saying? C- come here. Give me the kid. Tell her, come here. Ashley. Ashley, come here. You understand what I'm saying? You understand what I'm saying? You guys got it? All right, all that fear is going now. All that worry isn't going now. Here comes peace. <sighs> Go! Jesus' name. It's got to leave your life. Gotta leave your life. Amen. 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 It's weighty in here, you know what I'm saying? That's why I know he's going anywhere real quick. It's okay. Amen. God's good, ain't he? Come on, just lift your hands to heaven. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. Just thank him. He's so good, ain't he? So good. He's so good. He's so good.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, we invite you to visit us today at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. And as always, welcome home.